the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Others in back taxes to the IRS. Please listen carefully. The IRS claims or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. It's a fact. If the riches of the wealthy were given to the average American, the rich would have their wealth back in no time at all. Not because they're more deserved, but because they do a really great job of getting us to spend it back to them. And once it's in their hands, they work it to their self-interest. The host of Get Rich Slow, Jim McAleese, believes the financial decisions you make today will guide your financial destiny tomorrow. Jim teaches you to plan for the worst and then hope for the best. America is under no obligation to provide what you need. Entitlements are out. Opportunity is today's watchword. Money matters can be intimidating, but they don't. So let's supercharge your wealth building plan now with Jim McAleese. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay Good morning, and welcome Good to Get Rich Flow. This is your money school for financial winners. Here we explore strategies to help you prosper. We look at the big picture and then develop plans, plans to help guide our families to meet their financial goals. Get Rich Flow gives you solid financial strategies, strategies that will help improve your financial life. If you want the truth, not the hype, please join us for the next hour for Get Rich Slow. I'm Jim McAleese, Certified Financial Planner and President of Cornerstone Consultants Incorporated, where securities and investment advisory services are offered through Next Financial Group Incorporated, which is a member of FINRA and CIVIC. Cornerstone Consultants is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. Well, <laughs> The Weather Bureau forecast a high of 26 degrees today. Reality has really hit us. Remember that wonderful weather a few weeks ago? We couldn't believe it. We knew that it was too good to last. Well, old man winter, he blew in Thursday and now really has stuck around. And we can take it in our stride now with the knowledge that in 31 days, It'll be the official start of spring on March 19th. Time will fly by, and the long-range forecast does have a couple of days with highs of 50 this week. And don't forget that Monday is President's Day. So if you need to get some things done uh, to the bank or to the post office, you better get it done this morning. On Monday, all federal, state, county, and city government offices will be closed. That includes the Department of Motor Vehicles, courts, city halls, libraries, the post office. Um, Most banks will also be closed. 
New York Stock Exchange, NASDAQ, and they'll be closed even though the post office is closed and no regular mail deliveries will be made on President's Day. The UPS, the Federal Express, and and, uh, the delivery systems will be operating as usual. And while we're talking about President's Day, I just want to give some credit to Theodore Roosevelt. He was quoted as saying, do what you can with what you have, where you are, and believe you can, and you're halfway there. Simple words of wisdom or just common sense, but they're really good lines for our endeavors in our lives and for our financial dreams and plans. Do what it do now, get it done, and you're halfway there. This week, the U.S. equities markets closed lower for the week due to some Oh, some disappointing U.S. Uh, economic data, including uh, stronger-than-expected consumer inflation uh, numbers. They came out on Tuesday. Uh, then there was a weakening in the retail sales data. Uh, we knew that the things were, were going to slow down sooner or later. They came out on Thursday, uh, slightly decreasing industrial production well the idea to all this increase in the the, uh, the interest rates has been to slow down the economy so we're seeing the effects of the slowdown and also increased produ- uh, producer price inflation that's the factory gate inflation so we had two inflation numbers this week that uh were stronger than, uh, well, worse than expected. One was the consumer price index and the other was the uh, producer price index. And the, the disappointing economic data, particularly the inflation data, will probably cause the Federal Reserve to wait and see about their interest rates cuts this year. So this week, the first light, dashboard light that came on is started to flash was the U.S. Department of Labor's Consumer Price Index for January. And uh, consumer prices had increased more than expected in January with the headline uh, Consumer Price Index up three-tenths of a percent in January uh, from December and up 3.1% year-over-year from January a year ago. Both the uh, uh, the month over month and the year over year inflation increases for January were higher than the Wall Street median estimates of two tenths of a percent for the month and three percent for the year. So uh, we'll talk about that in detail later in the show regarding the uh, uh, consumer price index as well as the. Uh, producer uh, price index. But even more disappointing was the uh, uh, producer uh, price index, the factory gate inflation data that was released Friday, and that showed a uh, a half of 1% uh, month-to-month increase in January's price index, excluding uh, food and energy potentially uh, undoing some of 
what the Federal Reserve has called their, quote, remarkable progress uh, on inflation, unquote. So if you take a look at the PPI or the factory gate uh, uh, information for data for January, we see that the uh, PPI of producers uh, price index uh, increased three-tenths of a percent uh, from uh, December and increased uh, nine-tenths of one percent from January a year ago. And if we take out food and fuel uh, and come up with the uh, core PPI, then it comes down to the half a percent increase in uh, from December to January and the 2.0 percent uh, increase uh, over the last 12 months. If I compare that to December's numbers, what I'm seeing in the core is that uh, the core PPI in December was a, a negative. In other words, the inflation really dropped in uh, December by one-tenth of a percent, and here it is in January, and it increased a half of one percent uh, from uh, in one month, and the uh, the uh, one year or twelve months data in December showed a one point seven percent increase, and the January numbers and latest numbers showed a two point zero, which is uh, kind of disturbing, but. Uh, federal policymakers, uh, speaking on Friday, took it all in stride, seeing uh, continued, if uh, if bumpy, uh, progress towards the Fed's two percent goal, <clears throat> and uh, and also the uh, continued labor market strength that leaves the economy on track for a soft landing. So, yesterday, San uh, San Francisco. Federal Reserve Bank President uh, Mary Daly said that, quote, it has not shaken my confidence and that uh, we are going in the right direction, unquote. Uh, She told the room full of uh, economists in Washington on Friday uh, of the recent data and, quote, it's all about how quickly are we going to go there. So, she feels that we're still on track. They're still on plan. Uh, she said that we're still work to do on inflation. She continues to see uh, three quarter point, uh, quarter percent cuts in the federal policy rate this year as reasonable path forward. The Fed has held the uh, policy rate, uh, what they call the uh, federal funds rate, or there's the overnight rate at uh, a channel between five and a quarter percent and five and a half percent ever since July. So uh, we continue, quote, we'll need to resist the temptation to act quickly when patience is needed and be prepared to respond agilely uh, as the economy evolves. And in addition to Mary, there was also uh, the uh, Atlanta Federal Reserve Bank President, uh, Raphael Bostic, he was speaking to uh, CNBC, 
and he was thinking along the same lines. He said that, quote, we just have to be patient and let's not get too far ahead and assume that the job is done because there's still work to do. And uh, noting that he expects to start rate cuts this summer uh, with two moves, his baseline for the year, two quarter percent increases for a total of half a percent, but potentially more if the data justifies it. And according to a Wall Street Journal article, financial markets, which began the year pricing in as many as six uh, one quarter percent cuts this year have moved closer to the view of uh, federal uh, policymakers, in other words, to the Federal Reserve, uh, most of whom, as of December, penciled in uh, uh, half a percent to three quarters of a percent rate cuts by the end of this year. <clears throat> it continues in the past week. Future contracts tied to the short-term policy rate abandoned bets on a May start to the rate cuts and now see June as more likely with the policy rate uh, seen ending the year in the four and a quarter to four and a half percent range. <clears throat> Both Daly, Daly and Bostic noted that the rapid decline in inflation last year from 5.5% in January to 2.6% in December. Uh, that's using the uh, Federal Reserve's preferred inflation measure of personal consumption expenditure price index has happily taken place with only a small rise in the unemployment rate. So the decrease in inflation, uh, Daly said, is uh, unequivocally there's a mouthful, unequivocally good news, but both she and Bostic said it's unclear whether that will continue and and are on the lookout for more data. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell has said previously that the Federal Reserve needs greater confidence in inflation's downward trajectory before it can cut rates and the the latest data, the two inflation uh, data uh, numbers for the consumer as well as the uh, producer, they show that perhaps more time is necessary. But, uh, you know, the two members that we referenced there, uh, Bostic and uh, Daly, are confident that uh, uh, of their cuts that are coming in, uh, maybe this summer. In addition to the confusing news regarding uh, consumer and pricing and producer inflation, uh, sales slid a little bit in January. Retail and food service sales fell eight-tenths of 1% in January from December. And in addition, uh, December sales were revised uh, to uh, four-tenths of a percent from the originally posted six-tenths of a percent. So that um, looking at back at the eight-tenths of a percent drop was more than expected. Uh, the economist had predicted that the drop would be about one-tenth of a percent, 
and it ended up as eight-tenths of a percent from uh, December to January. So uh, the main source of the softness in uh, January sales was a 1.7% decrease in motor vehicles and parts and a 1.7% decrease in sales at the gasoline stations. In addition to autos and gasoline, uh, two other factors uh, generally push down the sales uh, figures. One is the seasonable, seasonal adjustments that the Commerce Department applies to January. Uh, they were less supportive than in the past years. And the other one was the cold weather that spread across most of the United States uh, last month that could have a significant impact on sales. Uh, And the last piece of uh, economic news that we got uh, last week was the industrial production and uh, capacity utilization for January. Uh, that fell one-tenth of one percent uh, from December, and uh, that's after it had remained constant in uh, uh, December from November. In uh, January, industrial production was unchanged from January uh, a year ago. So if you take a look at the details, what you see is in January, manufacturing uh it was down one half of one percent, and if you break the manufacturing down into durable and non-durable, durable being things that last a while, uh, like cars and refrigerators and uh, things of that nature, they increased one tenth of a percent in uh, January from December, and you look at non-durable goods like. Uh, uh, oil oil processing and uh, food processing uh, that fell 1.1 percent in January from December, and also part of uh, uh, industrial capacity or industrial production is mining and utilities. So uh, mining was down 2.3 percent uh, in January from. December and utilities were up 6% uh, from December. So all in all, this was another mixed week for global equities. But this week, the U.S. equities markets were basically the odd man out. You know, uh, for the last five weeks, uh, we've been going through and showing that uh, each week the United States uh, equity indices like the, the Dow Jones and the, the Dow Jones Industrials and the Standard and Poor 500 and NASDAQ Composite, uh, they've been going up each week uh, for the last five weeks. Well, uh, this week, disappointing economic <clears throat> data, including what we just talked about, that is the stronger-than-expected consumer inflation, uh, the weakening retail sales data, the slide in industrial production, and the increased producer price inflation has caused the three major uh, stock indices to retreat. So uh, they're all, they were all down for the week, 
thereby ending the five-week advance in the U.S. stock indices. But elsewhere, the story was totally different. In the U.S., uh, in the U.K., uh, the FTSE 100 closed up for the week, while in the European Union, uh, Germany's DAX climbed to a new record high, and the stock Europe 600 closed the week at a 52-week high. And in Asia, uh, Japan's Nikkei 225 closed up for the week at the highest uh, close since the start of 1990, while in China, the Hang Seng uh, closed up for the week, while the uh, uh, Shanghai Composite was closed all week for the Lunar New Year's uh, New Year yet. Lunar New Year's holiday. On Friday, the three major U.S. stock indices closed the week at the Dow Jones Industrial Average at 38,627.99, and it was down uh, 0.11% for the week. The Standard and Poor 500 closed at 5,005.57, and it was down. Uh, 0.42% for the week, and the NASDAQ closed at 15,775.65, and it was down 1.34% uh, for the week. So basically, uh, the, the, <coughs> the trees don't grow to the, don't grow to the sky, so we had five good weeks, and they previously we had nine good weeks uh, at the end of 2023, and even the economic data still shows that uh, the U.S. economy is still strong, and uh, uh, the numbers that the decreases that we talked about were basically minor decreases, uh, just about in the uh, noise level. So, except for the inflation numbers, uh, so. Basically, the economy is strong. Uh, the about eighty percent of the uh, standard and poor five companies uh, have presented the uh, fourth quarter earnings, and at least seventy-five percent of them have beat their estimates. So the earnings are in good shape. Uh, the the path forward is, is, is probably in good shape too, with regard to Inflation is coming down, not as uh, straightforward as it was uh, in, the, in the fall of last year, but it is coming down. It will come down. So uh, the, big, the big picture looks solid, and, uh, uh, you know, there isn't any recession in sight, and uh, uh, inflation is uh, moving downward. So... The next thing we're expecting there is the rate cuts to start, but we're not quite sure when. The numbers we hear are uh, the most. Uh, oh, the, the the number we hear the most is June. Uh, it'll start, and uh, basically by the middle of next year or the end of next year, it should be down. The, the federal funds rate should be down around somewhere between two. 0.5 and 3%. So uh, now let's talk about 
something that's even more important than the big picture, and that is your financial plan. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of riding on your particular plan. Uh, the uh, And basically, you're in charge of it in terms of planning it, uh, in terms of defining it, because once you put down your goals uh, and talk about your your goals in terms of, uh, of uh, uh, you know, going to college or going to getting some training and uh, starting a family and buying a house and raising a family and, and uh, college and retirement and everything else, uh, it, it, you talk about uh, putting those goals down on a piece of paper and and talking about when uh, you're going to need the money for that and how much money you're going to need to achieve those goals. And it's quite a daunting picture. Uh, But uh, it's like, uh, just like uh, Theodore Roosevelt said, you know, get started with it. Uh, And uh, just getting started is halfway there. So what you do is uh, look and say, hey, uh, I need the money. How do I get the money? And you start to save it. Uh, the only way to get rich is basically to save the the money or inherit the money if you if you're uh, lucky. Uh, so then you put together your plan that says I'm going to save so much and I'm going to invest it and I'm not going to take too many risks or but I'm not going to be. Uh, you know, totally conservative either. I've got to take some risk to, to get some rewards. So, and you, and you, uh, you lay out your plan and you constantly review it, uh, to make sure it's going on in the way you think it should. And you make changes to it. And, uh, it's just like a roadmap from here, from going from here to, uh, Los Angeles, uh, there might be detours along the way and there'll be obstacles that you didn't plan for and you've got to get around them somehow. Uh, but uh, you'll find that uh, after a while you have the resources uh, to get around these obstacles. So even though you don't know what they are right now, you do know that as time goes on, you get stronger and stronger and your planning is improved and, uh, uh, you'll get to your goal, and uh, and uh, uh, you would just have to make uh, changes where necessary. And also, uh, we said before the uh, uh, the plan is is a good process for thinking through uh, what your goals are, what you can afford. Uh, and uh, it puts a, a dollar amount in a schedule there, and it causes you to make uh, set priorities and make decisions. Uh, people talk about uh, uh, a new house. Uh, people talk about a vacation house. People talk about uh, a lot of things, a boat or something like that. And you just have to take a look at your financial plan and, and say, uh how can I fit this in? Uh, maybe you've gotten a, a bonus, or maybe you've gotten a raise, and maybe you can fit it in. 
But in a lot of cases, it might boil down to you can't fit it in. That uh, there's there's just no way that uh, uh, you'd have to give up uh, something in order to fit it into your plan. So uh, that's a big step forward in terms of of uh, being able to set your priorities and allocate your resources to achieve your goals. So uh, it is that. That plan is is necessary, and the best time to get started on it is right now. And uh, if uh, you want to give us a call, we have that uh, toll-free number that you can ask your question and stuff like that. It's 1-888-281-1110. That's one answer. You made the rain. So when it falls on me, should I complain? Hi, I'm Colleen, producer of Get Rich Slow. Each week, we take calls from people just like you who have questions for our host, Jim McAleese. Oftentimes, however, Jim can't answer all your questions because of time restraints and the need for more detailed information. That's why we encourage you to call Cornerstones Consultants, Inc., the financial counseling service founded by Jim and Tama McAleese. Cornerstones Consultants, Inc., has helped thousands of clients get more for their money. Whether your financial goal is to avoid common investing mistakes, finding your next home, planning for retirement, finding the right mutual fund, or covering your assets with the right kind of insurance, Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. will guide you to wise financial choices. So call Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. for an appointment today. That number again, 440-647-2793. Why did the central bank would probably begin cutting rates in its May meeting now suggest a June start would be more likely. So basically what you're seeing is that uh, it's going to be a little bit of a bumpy road. It won't be as nice as it was in the year easy as it looked in the fourth quarter of last year to get down to that 2%. But they're still predicting that they'll get down to the 2% inflation target by the end of this year. So uh, if you dig into the report, what you see is the food index rose uh, four-tenths of a percent in January after rising two-tenths of a percent in December, and the food at home index also increased four-tenths of a percent over the month. And... uh, all four of the six major grocery uh, store food groups index increased over the month. And the food away from home uh, rose five-tenths of a percent in January after rising three-tenths of a percent in December. So uh, if you take a look at the last 12 months, the food at home index rose 1.2%. And uh, the food away from home rose 5.1% over the past year. So uh, take a look at the energy index. Energy index fell 9 cents of a percent in January. And uh, uh, and it fell 4.6% over the past 12 months. So one of the things that... um, the economists look at the most closely 
is the uh, core inflation that neglects the food and the energy variations and the index for the oil items less food and energy rose four-tenths of a percent in January. And a big component of the core inflation was the shelter uh, part of it. In other words, in the uh, in the report, they go through everything, you know, in food. There might be five categories where they tell you uh, what percentage the consumer spends on uh, meats and uh, eggs and things of this nature and what percentage they, they spend on fruits, uh, what percentage they spend on uh, vegetables and grains and things of this nature. And they also tell, show you the price increase per month and the price increase over the last 12 months. So uh, you can figure out uh, individually uh, how much meat has gone up in the last uh, last three years. And uh, uh, what you're seeing is that one of the big uh, costs in the... Uh, uh, the basket of goods and services that the consumer uses is the shelter cost. It's basically something like 35% of the total expenses. And uh, some of the other expenses there uh, are, are shocking, too. Uh, the index of all items, less food and fuel, rose 3.9% uh, over the last 12 months, the shelter index increased 6% over the last 12 months, accounting for more than two-thirds of the total 12-month increase in the all-item bus food and fuel uh, section. Other indices with notable increases over the past year include motor vehicle insurance, which went up 20.6%. Uh, recreation up 2.8%, personal care up 5.3%, and medical care 1.1%. The index for used cars fell 3.4%, and uh, apparel index also decreased, falling 7 tenths of a percent for the month. And uh, so looking below the surface, what you're seeing is that the <clears throat> Thing, the service part of the CPI is now at its highest since 1982 and is basically rising faster than the goods part. So goods, the, the consumer price index for goods is going down, whereas the, uh, the uh, service industry's costs are going up. But overall, the inflation is going down as time goes on. So uh, in any case, uh, we're moving in the right direction. And basically, as I said before, uh, the board president from the, uh, uh, certainly from uh, the San Francisco uh, Federal Reserve Bank, as well as uh, I believe Bostic is uh, uh, Atlanta. Uh, they both believe we're on, on the path 
to getting the uh, the uh, cuts started sometime in maybe like uh, this summer, anyhow. And uh, we also see taking a look at the uh, taking a look at the uh, producer price index. That the producer price index also went in the wrong direction in January, and the producer price index increased three tenths of a percent uh, in January from December, and uh, increased uh, nine nine tenths of one percent uh, from December a year ago. And if I take a look at what the numbers look like in December, why in uh, December the uh, monthly increase was was a negative one-tenth of one percent versus a positive three-tenths of a percent in uh, January, and the year-over-year in December was 1.0 percent versus nine-tenths of one percent. So, the year-over-year number went in the right direction, but the monthly uh, increase definitely uh, was going in the wrong direction. In December, it was a negative one-tenth of a percent. In January, it was a positive three-tenths of a percent increase month-over-month. Month. And if you take a look at the core producer price index, strip out the... Um, food and fuel, uh, the December number was, again, a negative one-tenth of a percent month-over-month. Uh, but, month. but in January, uh, the month-over-month month number was five-tenths of a percent. So uh, one good thing about the whole uh, the inflation is that if you take a look at the uh, the uh, height of the PPI and the CPI, uh, the consumer price index was 9.1, reached a maximum of 9.1% in June of 2022. And uh, uh, now it's down to, uh, I think it's down to uh, uh, 3%. And basically, the head, the uh, producer price index reached a, a peak of 12% in June of 2022. And uh, basically, now it's down to uh, 1%. So it's moving in the right direction. <clears throat> and hopefully, we'll get, we'll get there. It just won't be as, as straight line as it was before. So this is Jim McAleese. You're listening to Get Rich Slow. Uh, you can give us a call over our survey uh, indicate, indicated a low of 59.2, and that's since, uh, and that kind of corresponds to the bad. Uh, uh, we're still in, in a position where no one knew how high inflation was going to go, and nobody knew how high the uh, interest rates were going to go. But since then, uh, the inflation's been coming down, and the interest rates, are, they're, they're talking about the decrease in the interest rates. So people are becoming 
more um, uh, not complacent, but uh, more comfortable uh, with inflation and the predictions about inflation. So uh, they might be a little high, but who knows? Uh, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, if we take a look at other uh, information there. We see that the uh, retail and uh, uh, food services sales uh, fell eight tenths of a percent in January from December, and uh, uh, this was after December sales were revised uh, from uh, six tenths of a percent to four tenths of a percent, and the uh, the eight tenths of a percent drop in in the uh, uh, sales were kind of a surprise because of the. Uh, is expected only you know, one one tenth of a percent. So uh, the pullback by consumers uh, who account for roughly two thirds of the economic activity in the United States would spell a, a a weaker outlook for growth this year than in 2023. And uh, according to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, many economists have long expected that higher interest rates and the whittling down of savings that consumers had built up during the pandemic would crimp consumer demand and led economists to lower their forecasts for the first quarter GDP to 2.5 rate versus uh, the original 2.9 prediction. So this is this is this is Jim McAleese. You're listening to Get Rich Slow. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Rich Slow. This is your host this morning, Jim McAleese. And, and what you see in the, uh, uh, the retail and the food service is that uh, uh, even that eight-tenths of a percent, you'd have to take that with a grain of salt because the uh, there are seasonal adjustments in there. And uh, uh, that's particularly true for January of all the months, January and February, because what we're doing is going from uh, December, which is a uh, good buying uh, time of the year because of Christmas, and then suddenly we fall off a cliff in, in January and February, and the, the seasonal adjustment is in there to smooth the data. Uh uh, and it does have a smooth. It does have an effect upon the data, to the point where hey, you've got a certain uh, error in the, the measurements, and now you're adding another uh, another factor to it too. So now you're never quite sure where you're at here. And in, in addition, the cold weather uh, also will probably have affected that. 
So it'll be probably another month before we get a good number for uh, the uh, sales and uh, sales numbers. So basically what you're seeing is that that, that uh, uh, the economy is in good shape. The uh, there's no, there's the roughness in the inflation numbers. It's not coming down the way it did towards towards the end of uh, last year. So this is Jim McAlee. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. As I was browsing on the internet the other day, I saw an article entitled Pearls of Wisdom by Andy Rooney. Andy Rooney, seeing his name, brought back memories of his weekly commentaries on 60 Minutes. I enjoyed reading the list, so I thought I would share some of the quotes with you. And here he is from Andy Rooney, Things I've Learned. I've learned that when you're in love, it shows... I've learned that just one person saying to me, you've made my day, makes my day. I've learned that having a child fall asleep in your arms is one of the most peaceful feelings in the world. I've learned that being kind is more important than being right. I've learned that I can always pray for someone when I don't have the strength to help them in some other way. I've learned that sometimes all a person needs is a hand to hold and a heart to understand. I've learned that we should be glad God doesn't give us everything we've asked for. I've learned that it's these small daily happenings that make life so spectacular. I've learned that under everyone's hard shell is someone who wants to be appreciated and loved. I've learned that when you plan to get even with somebody, you're only letting that person continue to hurt you. I've learned that love, not time, heals all wounds. I've learned that when you harbor bitterness, happiness will dock somewhere else. I've learned that one should keep his words both soft and tender because tomorrow he may have to eat them. I've learned that a smile is an inexpensive way to improve your looks. I've learned that when a, your newly born grandchild holds your little finger in his little fist, that you are hooked for life. I've learned that the less time I have to work with, the more things I get done. And I've learned that nothing in fine print is ever good news. Until we meet again next week for more of Get Rich Love, may God protect you and keep you safe. 49 Bursley Road, Wellington, Ohio, 44090, where securities and investment advisory services are offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., a member of FINRA and SIPC. Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc., 
The materials Jim shares is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of James McAleese and Cornerstones Consultants, Inc., and not those of Next Financial Group, Inc. Next Financial Group does not provide tax advice. The S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.